Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Buckets. That's the name of my boat. Buckets. 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 What we get. Not the only transfer we got from Florida. Keith Stone, too. Remember that. Adidas, release this in a hoodie. Yeah, we all make mistakes. He might have made one going to Tallahassee. It's mercy if y'all don't know. Dribble to the left, cross over to the right. Hurricane to the game, many buckets for the night. Matt with the pin and roll, Melissa with the give and go. This Shelly you, pretty girl dunking in the hole. Check the scoreboard, this what we fall for. Peep the gameplay, we want an encore. Yeah, over time for another ride. It's buckets out the buckets, baby. You're out of time. It's buckets. What it is, homie, it's buckets. We get buckets. Yeah, baby. Buckets. 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 I have no shame. I know. That's the problem. You guys are awesome. All right. Well, um... We've talked about your glorious and continuing to to to, to virgin uh, playing career here. Let's playing. I guess before before we uh, I mean this is legitimate stuff. You're in like multiple leagues. Stuff's happening here. Um, yeah. And when we saw you drain that jumper, so uh, we know you know we know that the Jays looking good. Um, <laughs> and so, but let's let's talk a little bit uh, on the on the. I guess we'll start with the conference stuff since uh, kind of sort of mentioned it, but so. For just to recap for everyone, the ACC discussed, did not vote because they didn't have the votes, adding SMU, Stanford, and Cal. SMU offered to join for free, which is just. Boy. Hilarious. I mean, they literally, like, we won't take money for like seven years. Which, well, I mean, this is something I talked about on, I think, Cafecito and Kansas and also on the show on Monday. But, like, DCC is in a weird spot because they're the third conference. Like, yeah. they're the third conference. They try, they want that top tier money. They're not going to get it. And so, what do you do? Because they're not going to be able to get there. But, like, expanding and adding teams like, Certainly, SMU isn't really going to move the needle. But what would what would Cal and or Stanford bring to the table? For and you know, in terms of you, basketball, or you can talk overall. But yeah, I mean, academically, well. it makes sense, right? Because they're both like, I mean, in California, they're probably two of the best schools here. Well, I um, think that's where some of the push because apparently yeah. they had they had so just to be clear, they needed twelve of the fifteen schools to support it. Apparently, they had a majority, but they didn't get up to twelve. And I think it's because these are school presidents. And like you mm-hmm. said, and, and this is where SMU is also, it's not on the Cal and Stanford low, but it's also a strong academic school. And that is something the ACC tries to pride itself on. So you can see like Duke and even Miami being like, ooh, Cal and Stanford. 
<laughs> so I, th- there was definitely an academic play. And also Stanford is actually overall one of, if not the most successful athletic departments, period. Overall. Yeah, yeah. overall. So there's that. But from a basketball standpoint, was there – I guess I – mean, well, well, I guess one thing, Melissa's and I should shout out Stanford's women – one of the best programs. In oh the yeah. So, um, what's her? Was... What is her name? Um, the the, the uh, post player they have. Oh she's man. Close to, yeah, she's, uh, she's close to Steph Curry's family. Um, I, I I have absolutely no idea. What is her name? I have to know this now. You, you can go ahead and Google, but so that would be so from a women's standpoint, you're adding another elite program to what is already the best women's basketball co- conference in the country. So that would just be, that'd be insane, frankly, to plug Stanford into what is already just a loaded conference. Um, Cameron Brink. You don't know who that is? No. Oh, she's like one of the best uh, post players in the country. Man, she was pay, on the... Look, look, man, on the East Coast, we don't pay attention to what you... You guys play these games like in the middle of the night. We're not watching. We're in bed. Because we wake up early out here and like early. Well, the Pac-12 is always underrated for the tournament, man. That's why it doesn't exist like two, anymore. Two years ago, they they had. Uh, such that's a honestly run. why it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because of the time difference. Because the the caliber of programs wanted a lot more money. They're getting paid, but that's because the East Coast is asleep. Yeah, <laughs> when they're playing, and it's just. <laughs> but well, yeah, no. But Stanford's historically and and recently as well one of the best. And women's basketball, so you're going to add that to an already little conference. But what about from a men's standpoint? And I mean, I, if a, you can, feel free to comment on SME as well. But I'm, yeah. I'm using your local knowledge here. On the, uh, I mean, from from a basketball standpoint, I mean, Cal was absolutely horrendous the past two, three seasons. Um, they had, um, I mean, they had, uh, oh my God, what is his name? The transfer that went to San Diego State, the lefty, Matthew. I can't remember his name, but he was on their team pretty much was the whole team. Uh, then he transferred out and this season they were terrible. They were like three and 29 or something like that. Probably one of the worst teams in, um, in a major conference. Um, they've had some decent seasons. Um, like when they had Jalen Brown, um, they had a pretty solid team, uh, but they ended up losing the first round of the tournament to Hawaii. Super random. Uh, but I mean, Stanford, I would say, is probably the most decorated. But I don't even know if it's right to say decorated, uh, bat, like basketball program. Um, even them, though, it's kind of been inconsistency. They had like a, a good run back when, like, the yeah, Matthew Bradley that was his name. I couldn't remember. He's 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 a local from here, too. Um, but Stanford, you know, has had relative more success um they stole that nit championship from us on a bogus foul call yeah is, is that when they had anthony brown i think um, i think so yeah yeah he went to my wife's uh high school actually the same one that my uh sister-in-law goes to and plays basketball so shout out anthony brown uh but no i mean they've had relative success like back when they had the lopez brothers um you know they I think they've made a few tournaments and whatnot, but I mean, I don't think it is a major move when it comes to basketball. 
right? I think that overall Stanford athletics have been pretty solid. Their football team has, you know, has been, has been solid. Um, their, their baseball is also one of the best. Their baseball. Programs, so. Yeah. Yeah. Their baseball is, is, uh, is good too, but yeah, I don't. So why I, do you think then? Um, so I, I get why. I, obviously, the ACC. This is ha- partially a panic move. Mm-hmm. It's partially there are so there are a ton of schools in the mm-hmm. ACC that are academics first and second that are looking at this like we can get Stanford and Cal and maybe SMU in here from an academic standpoint. We want to do that. I know Notre Dame was pushing it heavy because for some reason we refuse to put our football team. Your conference gets a full vote. Um, and was like politicking for it. So um, I think that angle is certainly one of the things motivating ACC. But when you look at who got picked up out of the Pac-12, Stanford, I mean, Cal, like you said, is going through a really rough spot, not just in basketball. Like they're kind of crap across the board right now. Yeah. And But you figure, you know, Stanford, like we said, great non, you know, big sports. That's why they're, part, they're again, they're probably the overall the best athletic programs overall. Um, but then they're solid at football. They're really good at baseball. They're solid at basketball. Why do they not get picked up in this? Like, would you really rather have like Arizona state? I guess is my question. Is that, is that their bigger sell in Stanford? Given the access um, to California and all of that. I would say the only thing about Arizona state is that, that school, like the alumni, it's huge. Like okay. it's, there's a, there's a huge amount of alumni. They have one of the biggest um, in terms of like attendance and stuff. They let in their acceptance rate is like 90 something percent or something insane like that. Or don't quote me on that because when I was applying, I applied to ASU as well. Uh, don't tell me you didn't get in after that. Trip. <laughs> no, I got in, but I just didn't go there. 88.2. Yeah, 88.2. By the way, if you're not familiar with this, that is an insanely high number. Yeah, see, I told you. Um, But I I decided... Imagine being in that 12%. Yeah, but can you look up, like, how many people go to the school, too? I'm sure you have it up since you... It's it's Um, an insane amount if you compare it relative to, you know, Miami. Hold on, where is... Arizona State student. Oh yeah, no, Miami's a private school though. Seventy-five thousand yeah. people. Yeah. Are you kidding? Me? See, and um, there you go, and that's why Stanford's a small private school as well. They're not going to have the. Yeah, and I mean, I just don't think ASU really fits with. I mean, it's the exact opposite of. Of I mean. No, no, I, I don't think I don't I I know why the so I know people are upset. I know why there was no way. The ACC was going for the Arizona schools. Like, that is not going to happen. It's a bad fit. And, again, I think because the Big 12 didn't implode, it's mm-hmm. got a reputation as, like, wow, it is a worse TV contract than the ACC has right now still. The programs they picked up are ones that the ACC would not pick up. The ACC is not mm-hmm. going to add UCF and all this crap they're adding. The premier programs have left the Big 12. They expanded to survive. The best program in the, if we're talking about like overall program, not just basketball, because obviously Arizona and Kansas are there and those are like top basketball programs, but really the best program, if you rate them against the ACC, is mid tier that the Big 12 has now after Texas and Oklahoma leave. So that I get, but why didn't the Big 12 like go for Stanford or would they just not have even been interested? 
I don't. Maybe they weren't wouldn't have been interested. Because such um, a weird fit for them to like, yeah, Stanford at West Virginia on a Thursday night. Yeah, that would be really <laughs> weird. That was, that was an oddball there. So maybe they just wouldn't be interested because that that was more because again, Arizona and Arizona State in Colorado before that, essentially slightly upgrade to the fourth from the fifth to the fourth conference. This was not like like Oregon and Washington. They made out. <laughs> Right, they got to the big point table. Where, now they're, they're going to have Utah going. Um, also to the to the Big Twelve. Oh, see, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State went together. Utah feels like a kind of a Big Twelve school. I don't know why. Wasn't BYU there? That was part of the expansion. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you look at what the Big Twelve is going to look like next year. The ACC is still a much better conference. Like they don't have the premier programs in the in the Big Twelve anymore. They expanded to take off leftovers and build a strong base, but like you know, having the 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 we have the third best program in Texas is not exactly you know. I mean, that's not that's not the 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 the, the area that the ACC is trying to play at. They're trying to play at the Big Ten SEC level. Well, that's why this expansion rumors. I mean, that's not really moving you anywhere near that. Um, but from a, like you said, I feel like a lot of that was academics driving it. Yeah, I th- I saw a rumor too that um, Gonzaga might join the Big Twelve, or that they might be looking to. So I mean, just sure. <laughs> I mean, the Big Twelve will take anyone. Apparently, seriously, like they're they're just. I mean, you look at a lot of the programs like Cincinnati and and central florida and stuff these are programs that from a miami standpoint you would think of that's a lower tier that's like the bulk of the big 12 now so it's so crazy just hearing all these schools now well yeah i mean in the pack four at this point well this is the thing right so houston too right yeah houston's also in the big 12 yeah you're looking at programs that you would not consider on miami's level or acc level that's a bulk of now. There are again. There's Kansas. There's the Arizona schools. There are big programs still there, but it's like you don't got Oklahoma. You got Oklahoma State, right? I mean, this is there's been a noticeable draw. If you look at where the Big Twelve was, you know, ten years ago before A and M left to where it is now. I mean, this used to have Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A and M, Nebraska <laughs> as like their football thing, and now they've got. Oklahoma State, West Virginia, like that's a huge step down. Um, and so, I mean, that, but that's, that's what they had to do to survive. And they did when, you know, they, everyone wrote their obituary multiple times. So good on them. But if the ACC, if Miami was in a conference with all those teams, I'd be irate. <laughs> like, what are we doing? We're better than this. And that's what yeah. the ACC is faced with. So everyone's like, they got to expand. They got to do something I'm like what are they going to do to get to that Big Ten SEC level? Because they're already number three. So how do they get up to one and two, like that level? And you're sitting here watching Big 12, like, expand to survive as the fourth and getting jealous. I'm like, dude, you, you really, you, you really want to play Houston? That is what that is who used to schedule in September to be, blow them out as a warm-up game. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, um, but I do think so. The one, the other reason though they were looking at, at other than the academics, I think was a, a pretty big driver is those schools are desperate. You get a discount rate. 
Um, like I said, SMU yeah. was just like, we will not take revenue. Not take anything. Which is crazy. But then I saw somewhere that they're current. But the, like, again, ACC pays out a lot. It's 30 something million. And that that's a shortfall of going to be oh, after several years because they just signed contracts. Almost like ACCs will continue to increase as well, but they'll end up by the ends of these contracts about 30 million behind the 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 big 10 and SEC, but they'll still be in that 40 to 45 million range at that point. The AAC, which SMU is in right now, pays out five to seven million dollars. Hmm. So that's why they're like, yeah, we'll we'll suck it up and go free for five years because one year payout and we're back whole, and then we have a future where we're making a lot more money. So and God knows what Stanford and Cal and Oregon State and Washington State, frankly, are going to do because there's no conference left. So, yeah. so, I mean, so you I definitely would have gotten them at a discount too. They wouldn't have come for free, but you probably would have gotten them at, at some form of a discount as well. And then there's this is the there thing any? where there's so they're they're just to, to, to wrap this up. But there, there's like this weird thing in the ACC language. There's no one's exactly sure what it means. But you get they get revenue per member, mm-hmm. like there's a thing. So the question is, if we add these three schools and we get revenue per member, but they're not actually taking it, does it still increase by that? And then the other teams actually, like if they add, let's just make it simple. They add SMU. Let's say their payout's thirty million per team. They yeah. add SMU. Technically, a TV contract should pay them another thirty million for having their team in there. But SMU's not taking money because they came for free. So every team gets extra. Mm. Does it st- spread across? And apparently, there it depends on how you interpret the contract. It's not a black and white answer, but that's another thing at play mm. here. If you add a bunch of schools and then get them to not take all the money, you actually give it to the other teams. Hmm. For, in the short term, now that's going to do a bridge, but then eventually those schools are going to ask for their money. So yeah. But that there's so there's all this weird stuff in the ACC contract. No one's exactly sure because it would have. You know, if they if they don't agree on the interpretation of it, it would end up in court. You don't know how those things are going to go. So, yeah. But in theory, there is the potential of adding teams, and that just that revenue getting covered because they get paid per team, and then them not actually giving it to <laughs> the other team. So, ultimate, you do you think that Miami is going to stay in the ACC then? Until I see somewhere that someone's able to break that grant of rights, I don't think anyone can leave the ACC. Yeah. I think you, we have several schools that clearly want to, and they have not been able to. And just to be clear, Texas and, and Oklahoma, all the contracts, by the way, have this grant of rights thing. The ACC is the only one that's signed like a 15-year <laughs> contract. So the reason the Pac-12 schools are poachable is because their deal's running out after this year. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're they're free agents essentially, but the the Big Twelves was expiring also. Texas and Oklahoma played fifty million dollars each to get out of it one year early. They wanted to leave by twenty twenty four. It expires at the end of the twenty twenty four season. There's thirteen years left on this ACC deal. Jeez. So they're kind of locked in unless they can figure out how to break it. Or so there's two ways, right? There's is it if teams join? Does it? No, not the grant of rights. That can. Okay. So there's two things. There's a TV contract, which 
the ACC negotiated and everyone signed off on was now totally undervaluing the contract, the conference. So if the membership mix in the, in the conference changes, then you can renegotiate the TV contract. Now, whether or not, and that's why adding like Stanford, that's not going to really get you that much of a better deal on a renegotiated mm-hmm. contract, especially when you're splitting the pie that way. But the grant of rights, which is where every school in the ACC signed the right to broadcast their home games through 2036 over to the conference, that does not change, period. So you can do as many TV contracts as you want. The grant of rights is still in. Um, So they're kind of two separate entities. So the ACC has the right to negotiate the broadcast rights for all the home games on behalf of all the schools. That's what was signed through 2036. Mm. So whatever, if let's say, let's say ESPN just goes under, goes bankrupt and the TV's contract is void. These schools all still belong to the ACC. They then could go negotiate with Fox or whatever, a new deal. But this, because they, it's almost like power of attorney that they can't rescind. So if you were to leave, so the exit fee to break out of the ACC is actually just 3X revenue. So it's about $120 million. That's the exit fee. But but the ACC still owns your home broadcast rights because that's a separate thing, and no one's been able to break that so far. And when Maryland left, it was it was a less strict. That was one of the things the ACC did after Maryland left is they hardened this. Um, but when Maryland left, they did try to challenge elements of it, and they lost all of it. <laughs> so and it wasn't even as strict as as the one is now. So mm-hmm. I think that is what is holding. Because FSU basically came out and said, we want to leave. But maybe the ACC will do something. You don't do that if you think you can actually just leave. So okay. so the way that the way it could happen, though, is if eight of the 15, a majority of the members vote to dissolve the conference, then, oh. then the conference doesn't exist, and then you're free. Now, the problem there is, this is why that's also unlikely. As I keep stating, the ACC contract is only bad in the context of the SEC and the Big Ten get a lot more money. It's not actually a bad contract. In the There's sense not of, eight teams that would make <laughs> exactly money. Yeah, so most of the like teams... Who, who would? Clemson, FSU, like maybe uh, yeah, us? Clemson, FSU, Miami, North Carolina would. North Carolina. Um, that might be it. That would obviously make more money. And there's several that obviously would not, like... Syracuse, Pitt, Boston College, they would end up like, you know, lucky they're in the Big 12. They're, they might even be like AAC or something. They're, like, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna struggle there. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So trying to get all eight schools, there's not going to be eight schools that are going to see a revenue increase from dissolving the contract conference. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of and, – and a lot of them, you know, they're never going to get this kind of money again. <laughs> they're, they're raking it in right now and i think that's the case with this is the other thing that puts urgency around it yeah but the 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 way that these schools are making money is a little archaic it's all still cable right it's that kind of tv that's going away it's going more streaming the revenue is not as high on streaming and that was one yeah. of the things that implode the pac-12 they had that apple plus deal and it just it's actually probably forward thinking i wouldn't be surprised if 10 years like five years from now everything's on apple plus or whatever right and you're not really and and that's just not going to be as much money 
So that's the other thing that's panic in the ACC is they missed the gravy trip. By the time this crap expires, there's probably not going to be that much money, as much money floating around. Yeah. Because how much is the terrestrial rights to the Big Ten worth when everyone is streaming everything? Right? And that's yeah. that's where the challenge is. Hmm. And, you know, I'm waiting for the first conference just go to a full-on subscription model. <laughs> if you want to watch any of games, you pay us 12 bucks a month or whatever it is. <laughs> we'll stream it to you, right? I mean, I think that's where this this is the the, the I mean, the media landscape overall is changing. That's why we're doing this instead of on like AM radio, right? So, <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. But so there's a whole uncertain future on that. So everyone knows though they can cash in now if they can get out, and I think that's. But we'll see. But from a basketball standpoint, I, I didn't really see much of an ad there, and I just think about the nightmare of trying to like. I mean, the distance is real, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be great for me in terms of I could go to go visit my aunt who lives like five minutes away from Stanford and stay with her when Miami plays Stanford. But I'd actually have to stay up at 10 p.m. and watch these damn games, man. What the hell? Yeah, the geography is rough. The time zone difference is rough. But I mean, let's, you know what? I think one of the things for basketball. Oh, just oh. Of no, no, because of Kentucky. He's, he's oh, there. that's why. But you know, yeah. you know, Louisville I, I is there like, also. In, in general, like the the SEC for basketball, I'm just not a fan of. I wouldn't want to play in that. I'd rather play in the Big Ten, to be honest. Yeah, and we talked about. So okay, so I was going to ask you, but you kind of answered because we did talk about this on Monday show in a football context, in a basketball context, you'd. You'd you'd rather be in the the Big Ten. I mean, it is a better basketball conference to see flatly, but yeah, that's where you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Could you imagine us trying to play small ball? Like, I mean, maybe it would work, but like in the SEC, yeah. I mean, it's worked against every Either major work. conference we've been smoking. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. But so we just walked right. Through I mean, them. honestly, there's no honestly, there's no shooting at all in the SEC. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe it would even benefit us more. I mean, I don't know that the style of play is stable over multiple decades or whatever we're planning for here, but um, That's um true. but I, I just I would say if you're looking at it just from a purely basketball context, it's a no-brainer because you're sitting here and and which which schools in the SEC are basketball schools? There's one. That's it. Everyone else, even the crappy ones that suck at football, are still football. Yeah, and and other than Kentucky, there is no one that's like basketball first in the SEC. And to the extent that the Big Ten doesn't have what you would consider a lot of like, I mean, Indiana is probably it that might be a basketball first school. I will say there are a lot of wait bas- in the Big Ten. Yeah, is there another Purdue? Purdue, Purdue, yeah, Purdue's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah. So there's a that, couple there, but I would say for the ones that are football schools like Michigan, they still take their basketball very seriously. Whereas Alabama doesn't care if their basketball team exists, right? And I think I think that that that's kind of a difference. Even the ones that are that are football schools in the Big Ten still take their basketball very seriously, like Wisconsin does and Michigan does and Michigan State. Actually, Michigan State's borderline a basketball school, but um 
<clears throat> so just the, the quality of basketball and the seriousness with which it's treated is just a totally different level. Yeah. I would even yeah. say, what about Illinois though? Oh yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, yeah, I was looking up who's in the big 10. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm forgetting <laughs> at this point, someone. at this point, actually we left that. We left your local school. UCLA is definitely basketball. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> I totally forgot. Well, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I know. I totally forgot. UCLA is, is a big 10 program now. Oh yeah, Maryland, yeah. Maryland. Yeah, so there's, yeah, Maryland as well. So yeah, so from a basketball context, as much what this show is like, it's it's a no brainer. But actually, on Monday show, we're talking from a football context. Also landed on the Big Ten. Um, the baseball is problematic, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's good at, is in for baseball? Well, they've got some. They have some solid teams. Indiana's been good for a while. Michigan's pretty good. It'd be they, whoever whoever else joins would have. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, too, right? yeah. Well, so there's a couple of things happening, right? It would be there's there's the two California schools, your your local like USC and UCLA, big time yeah. baseball programs. You have those two, and then whoever's coming in from the ACC, uh, if it's assuming it's us, that's three of like the so weird in baseball. We're actually a blue blood. It's the only sport we're that in. So. <laughs> Um, so it would be us if like North Carolina comes with us. Those are like the top four programs. Yes. But I guess the one thing for big 10 baseball it has improved enough where if those best teams there now are your like fifth, sixth best teams, you're okay. then. So, but basically we're bringing the baseball with us. Essentially we're coming North Carolina, UCLA, USC. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, all of a sudden, okay. There's four like big time baseball programs yeah and then you know all of a sudden michigan's the fifth best program actually maryland's been good for several years too now you know they'll start becoming your fifth sixth best program then you're actually okay um so so that's that's kind of you know but yeah it's definitely the sec is the in the acc are like neck and neck for best baseball programs and it would be a step down although the way we've been playing (laughs) um we don't have a men's soccer team. We only have women's, so, yeah, right? Yeah, we only have women's. And actually, shout out to Catalina Perez, who is the uh, Colombian national goalkeeper, um, also University of Miami alumna. Um, and they are in the uh, quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup. So she is playing on Saturday. In, she's their starting oh. goalkeeper. She is the uh, – yeah, she's – hopefully they're playing those Brits. So, uh, you know, got to win one for the colonies over here in uh, – <laughs> And, and take that take that forward so <laughs> win one for the colonies yeah you gotta take down Ooh. take down dear old england there and get into the semifinals but yeah we're, we're definitely cheering her on it's cool to see a miami alum also one of the best goalkeepers in the nwsl will probably eventually be the u.s goalkeeper um fallon toulouse joyce who's seattle's goalkeeper she's also a miami alum so oh, wow. could have could have some a uh, couple of them in the, in the world cup in a, in a few years time but yeah, we don't have a softball team. Um, I mean, you need to build a stadium because you can't play on the same one. There's a whole bunch of stuff. No. Yeah. Don't cry. Keep it chill. Wear good socks. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.